This is Bellator Colloquium, a podcast of the Bellator Society. Bellator in Latin means warrior, and a colloquium is a conversation. We at the Bellator Society are online warriors for the true, good, and beautiful, and this podcast is our conversation about all those things and so much more. Meet us here weekly at Bellator Colloquium and at bellatorsociety.com for content that will hopefully lift you, inspire you, comfort you, and make you feel a part of our Bellator Society. Good morning, friends and warriors, and welcome to the podcast. This is Tracy Eddy, and I have Fran in Nashville, Tennessee. How are you, Fran? Good morning, Tracy. Good I'm doing morning. very well. Thank you. How are you? I am great. Happy Advent. Happy Advent and happy Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. (gasps) Absolutely. Absolutely. We are recording on the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. You will not be listening to this on the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, but she's super duper duper important because she is the patroness of the Americas. Absolutely. She is. And have you ever seen the traveling image of Juan Diego? You know, the traveling image that was on the Tilma? The Tilma. Yeah. No, where would I see this? Well, a couple years ago when we lived in Colorado, it was in, um, it, it came through St. Thomas More. And so each one of the classes got to have a, see a presentation on it. And it was so cute because my kids all picked up different bits of information from yes. this. Yeah. So one came home saying, well, you can feel the baby kicking in, in Mary's tummy or you can feel the heart beating. And then they were fighting over what was Accurate. True. So we, we, we did our phone a priest. We called our favorite knowledgeable priest and um, put him on speakerphone. And apparently some do feel the baby's heart, the baby, the baby's kick in the Move, tummy. Movement, yeah. And then some people do feel Mary's heart beating. Some people don't feel anything. And so all in my the kids, replica image. Yes. Yes. Cause no one can touch the actual Tilma. Yes. Yes. No, this wow. is the replica. It, it is. It's still, that's why it's like, so um, special, special because yeah. it's, it's miraculous to you. That cool? <gasps> That's incredible. Well, I love all of the, um, like little tidbits that you get when you kind of study about the Tilma itself. I guess that we should, anyone who doesn't know the story of Our Lady of Guadalupe, maybe we should just like, give a teeny little backstory that, you know, this was like in 15, the, the mid 1500s. So 1530, maybe, um, it was on December 12th that um, Juan Diego, who was an Aztec, um, you know, an indigenous person from Mexico, was walking, I think, to catechism class or something to that effect. And he was like a he was a middle aged man. I don't remember how old he was, but he saw this beautiful maiden and um, realized at some point that this was the Blessed Mother. And this is during a time where, I mean, again, this is the mid-1500s, where, I mean, Catholicism is not the the religion of Mexico at right. this point. You know I mean, these are all indigenous <laughs> people. These are Aztecs. These are people with, I mean, human sacrifice was part of their culture. Like, these are, these are not, you know, um, as we would understand it today, like, sophisticated. These are more kind of tribal 
Bible-minded people. And, um, and you know, the, the, we did have, I believe, Franciscans there who were trying to do, you know, do conversions um, or, you know, convert these people from, um, uh, you know, their pagan religions that, again, really had just, you know, the practices themselves. I mean, apart from the theology of the pagan religions, the practices of human sacrifice yeah, and, and all of those things were, were just very barbaric. And so the Franciscans were trying to figure out a way how to, you know, draw these people out of that, that culture and and give them Christianity. And they had a difficult time. <laughs> it, was not, it was not an <laughs> it was easy a tough job. audience. <laughs> so Jesus sent his mama. He sent her to to for, for an apparition. And, you know, apparitions, there are tons of people say, well, I saw the Blessed Mother and some toast. I saw Mary. <laughs> and, <Toast>. you know, <laughs> There's there are lots of there are lots of miracles and I'm using air quotes miracles that people report but this is one of the 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 miracles or the apparitions or the appearances of Mary in this world um, that was obviously allowed by God um, for the conversion of millions mm-hmm. millions I think that the the rough estimate is like within seven years nine million Aztec people converted to Christianity it's beautiful um, as a result of this apparition and and the the, the story is is that um, obviously no one believed this Aztec peasant when he said you know I saw the blood I saw Mary I saw this beautiful <laughs> woman and, you know and so um she the bishop um of the, the the Mexico where he was said well I'm gonna need a sign obviously you're gonna have to you know Prove if it. this is Mary please pl- please ask her for her calling card <laughs> so, <laughs> so um Mary told Juan Diego to go up to like this really high hill and that he would find a a beautiful garden of roses in the middle of winter okay. in the desert. Is, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was it was very uh, it was very far fetched to say the least. And so he did. He went up this hill, um, up this mountain, really, and found at the top of it, in the dead of winter, in the desert, this beautiful garden of Castilian roses, which are not like they don't grow. They're not in season, and they actually don't grow in this region. Not native. So I mean that. No. And so obviously that was that was something very peculiar. And so it is said that Mary herself arranged in Juan Diego's tilma. And tilma was like a um, like a garment that peasants wore that was made out of like um, very coarse, I think, cactus fibers, almost like burlap. Yeah. Um, and and it was meant for like it was it was a work garment like it was meant to carry things. And so she arranged these roses in his tilma and she said you know close up your tilma and bring this back to the bishop and do not open the tilma until you get to the bishop so you can just imagine this little man just like <laughs> running with his tilma you know with all don't these fall, roses and, don't exactly <laughs> I, I would totally trip um, <laughs> Um, just running to the bishop to show him. And when he opened the tilma instead of roses, there was the most beautiful image of Our Lady. And it's it's the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. And the image itself is miraculous. I mean, that's miraculous. Yeah. There's this so many really miracles. Happened. Yeah, there's so many miracles um, associated with it. But, it's, but even the image itself is super cool. And you can, I mean, there's tons of things that you can read online about it. But one of the things that I love is that um, in the 1950s, I believe, there was um, a, a study done um, by, I think, a group of ophthalmologists um, on the tilma itself, which is which is on display in the shrine in right. Mexico City. 
Um, and under a very powerful, um, uh, basically magnifying glass, I'm sure there's a better name for it than that, this, this tool, they discovered that in the pupil of her eye, there are, there are figures like, like people in the, in, in her, like, like no one would see that. Yeah. Like, and this is in the 1500s. Like this has been a, a, an image that has been, you know, preserved for, you know, over 500 years. And, and in this image, there are, there are things that cannot be replicated today right so how could they have been done like what technology did they have other than divine intervention well that's to, and that's the beauty of, of just how how miracles work there's so many yeah. layers upon layers that if you can if you think you can debunk one there's like yeah. a dozen others that are just not debunkable you know what i mean yeah. so yeah so you have so nine million people came to believe because they there was no other explanation yeah. than divine yeah. Um, providence. Yeah. I mean, it's totally inexplicable. Yeah. And that is the nature of miracle. Yeah. Like we, the church is not scared of science. Right. You know, we, we are, we are all about, let's test it. Let's figure this out. Let's see if we can, I mean, they had like the best artists try to replicate it on the, the same, you know, cactus fiber tilma with the paints that were available during that time. And nobody can do it. Like, oh, I love this too. Like if you touch the tilma itself on the, the sort of burlap type fabric, where the image is, the, the feel is like silk. That's like the, the 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 image of the Blessed Mother itself is a completely different like like fiber than than the tilma on which it was presented. Like it, it's it's kind of it's one of those things kind of like the the Shroud of Turin. Yep. Like it's just hard. It just science keeps trying. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and God and, bless and, them. Yeah, and and you know they should actually. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, the the more study we do, the better because the more study we do, the more cool things we find. <laughs> as well. That's right. That's awesome. And I also love that it, while you know, even even five hundred years later, we're doing all this scientific um, research and and testing on on this image and on this tilma. Um, the message that it presented to the people at that time didn't need microscopes yeah didn't need didn't need scientists explaining it to them there were things that the aztec people who were not you know literate who were not educated but who had their own culture who had their own understanding of the world the image itself communicated god to them right you know it communicated um an expectation of our blessed lord um the image of the blessed mother um is is a pregnant woman and signified pregnancy um, because of the way her her belt was tied. Yes, you know. Yes. I mean, that was another phone a priest um, phone a priest comment that we learned. He gave us he gave us you know a little history and a little lesson on on um, you know within a couple minutes that he could of Our Lady of Guadalupe and and he did. He gave us just enough. And I think it's so funny how. I, we learn things when we're children, but then when we have children, we it's kind of like we learn them again. <laughs> yes. And yeah. so I couldn't answer all my kids' questions, and so we called Father, and he he was able to um to you know give us some instruction on this this image, and I I was so blown away. It's so yeah cool. It's so cool to learn and relearn and restudy things as an adult that we maybe learned as kids, and this is pr- primo example. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I just, I, I don't, we're obviously not going to be able to teach everyone everything about the, um, the, the Our Lady of Guadalupe Tilma and the story of Juan Diego, but I want to point you in the direction of the internet. <laughs> like, you know, please find a story this week. If you have not, you know, done a little reading on Our Lady of Guadalupe, and this is a perfect opportunity. Um, it's something that's just fascinating, whether or not even you're Catholic. Yeah. It's a fascinating story. So interesting. And just to read about the things that have have come to pass because of this apparition, because of this um, this allowance um, of of our Blessed Mother um, to 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 show herself, you know, that her son allowed her to come to us as um, as a Christian witness, yep. as to say, there's there's someone there's someone greater than me, right? You know, it's my, it's my a son. magnifying and, glass. And, Yes, and that's what she is. Right. Always, that is what she is. And um, this is actually a really good w- way for us to segue into our Advent reflection. Yes, yes. Because guess what? We have a surprise. <laughs> we we're, we're speakers. That's right. <laughs> we were to add that after our bio. Now. That's right. We're we're a mom. We're a and we're a speaker. Um, <laughs> We got invited to speak to a dinner called Advent by Candlelight in um, Colorado in the Denver Metro, and we jumped on it. It was our first opportunity to kind of speak together outside of this podcast um, in our ministry capacity, and so obviously it was an Advent reflection, and we... um, our didn't talk. record it. We did not record it because we are just that prepared. And <laughs> we were so nervous. We did jumping jacks and the running man and the MC hammer All to the get things. the nerves out. Yeah. Uh, but I think it went really well. Everyone seemed yeah. to really enjoy it, which was so fun. And so, um, just refreshing and encouraging that we got a lot of positive feedback. So we were asked Really, we were asked for copies of it, and we we didn't have it, Um, and so (laughs) because refer to preparedness um, of the Bellator Society, so we recorded it, and we we want to share it. Yeah, it's our Advent gift to all of our podcast listeners, all of our email subscribers. Um, But this is how we want to do it. So um, this podcast today is going to be super short and sweet. We talked about um, Our Lady of Guadalupe, but now we are going to to send you on to our (laughs) website to if you haven't already signed up for our email list, our email subscriber list. It's absolutely free. All you need to do is put in your name, your email address, and you will get an email in your inbox with a link to our talk and that's our podcast for this week (laughs) and we say inbox we hope it's your inbox because it could be true your junk box. <laughs> yeah, because here's the deal. The internet isn't actually really smart. It doesn't know the difference between junk and Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so it may actually end up in your junk box if you're not accustomed to receiving um, emails from Bellator Society. Yep. So it, when you do find it, make sure that we're an approved sender so that when we do send out other things, um, because this does make you a, sub- a subscriber to our email list, that you'll absolutely get it. And here's the deal. We don't like flood inboxes with information. In fact, we probably should send more than we do. We, exactly. 
it's really so rare that we send out emails and it's usually like heads up we're about to do something really cool we want you to be the first to know and we in the coming year we actually have plans for other subscriber only content and so this is how you will get it absolutely and so if you are currently a subscriber and you have not received it you should check your junk box stat (laughs) (laughs) because we have already sent it to our subscribers so new subscribers will get it Old subscribers, I think it went out a few days ago. So check your junk box. And if it's in your inbox and you haven't opened it and listened to it, we just encourage you to do that. It's it's like a 30-minute talk. And we uh, we take you through Advent, um, through Mary's first Advent. And we kind yeah. of talk you through uh, Luke and just kind of what it would have been like for Mary during her first Advent. And we kind of compare it to... Um, advent of today, which is very different. (laughs) Yeah, because we want everybody to have a better advent. And the best way that we can do that is to look to the person who experienced the first advent. (laughs) Absolutely. She's the, the, yeah, she's numero uno. Yeah. So do you want to do last little bits? Because I have one. It's going to be quick too. So my last little bit is going to be, if you didn't listen to our podcast last week, we went through all of our favorite kind of Christmas ideas and Christmas kind of gift options. And we, we asked our contributors and as usual, they gave us tons of great ideas. So if you didn't listen to our, um, our podcast last week, we encourage you to, you know, take a listen, especially if you're still Christmas shopping, <laughs> take a <laughs> listen. Cause we've got some really fun yeah. gift ideas. And then we updated our resource page recently as I think yesterday, So go to our resource pages and there's a lot of the links. So we talk about a lot of these fun gift ideas and you can just go click on a picture that you're, you want to check it out and it'll take you directly to the website and you can just shop till you're shop till you drop really. Absolutely. And I guess my last little bit will be that um, this month is the month of December and we at our blog are um, highlighting um, themes on hospitality. We all, well, we're doing, we're doing Advent stuff too. We're doing good Christmas blogs as well, but um, we're, we're talking about hospitality because that was another experience of our Blessed Mother during Advent is that when she, that was. <laughs> when she arrived at, <laughs> at Bethlehem, there was no room for her. There was no hospitality. And so hospitality is, is really a Judeo-Christian tradition. It's something that is, um, it's, it's essential to the, the, the followers of Christ, um, to practice hospitality and all of the virtues. And I say virtues, that's plural because hospitality requires that we practice so many different virtues. And, um, our, our contributors just did an excellent job um, addressing this this theme of hospitality. And so if you find yourself getting a little nervous because the holiday is almost upon us, we're getting really close to Christmas, and you're about to have people come into your home or you're about to be a guest in someone else's home, these reflections are just a beautiful way to just orient yourself um, to what it means to be hospitable, to be a good host, to be a yep. good guest, and uh, to appreciate the sense of just being at home, uh, which is hospitality. So um, we hope that you find your home among us at Bellator Society. We hope that you become, if you are not already, an email subscriber. Again, um, that just gives you a little inside information that that we don't talk about on podcasts or on the blog. And uh, we'd love to have you join us. Amen. Happy Advent. Have a great one. We'll be back next week. Yeah. We (laughs) will. Next week's going to be a fun one. (laughs) Yes. I'm so excited. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. 
Thanks for joining us today on Bellator Colloquium. Please look for Bellator Society on everything social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you like what we're doing here on this podcast, we would love for you to share that with us. Rate us on iTunes to help us get the word out and share, share, share. We cannot wait to chat next time right here on Bellator Colloquium, the conversation for online warriors for the true, good, and beautiful. Thank you.